0: This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, we got Freddy. Always keeping it spoopy. Always and forever. Also known as nighty night david's not here right now david is self-quarantining um and we appreciate that absolutely (laughs) so thank you david for doing that and also stay safe we are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down, discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash night with a what? By pledging on Patreon, you get access to the show ad-free and as early as Monday with a post-show included. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. An episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Now, concluding things... For our Cosmic Horror Month, also known as March of Madness, also known as Joe Merton's Month, (laughs) shout out to Big Joe, Uh, we are concluding things with 2001 Pulse. Now, you may be wondering, why Pulse? Isn't this a ghost story and blah, 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 blah? And it's just like, well, no. Well, I'm wondering. Freddy is wondering. He did ask me right before the show, like, does this, how is this cosmic? Here's the thing, everybody. They think it's ghosts. They don't know. These are other beings that came into the internet and started just taking over people Mm -hmm. and forcing them to commit suicide, to join them. Now, can that be ghosts? Sure. Can ghosts be cosmic? Absolutely. That is true. That is very true. So with that being said, this made it to the Cosmic Horror list because I just found this movie to be absolutely fascinating. So, Freddie, thoughts? Ooh, okay. So, I have many thoughts about this movie in general.
1: Well, it's a lot of thoughts. Uh, Lots of thoughts. (laughs) Lots and lots and lots of thoughts. Um, I did not expect this movie to be on this list at all. Yeah, I didn't either. (laughs) I haven't even heard of this movie, to be honest. Really? But then we got to talking before this episode started. It's like, okay, I saw the remake. And I don't remember it that much. And I know uh, yeah, that's it came out in 2006. So five years later. yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw the imagery and I was like, okay, I've definitely seen it. Maybe I'll revisit it because that's kind of cool. That being said, actually, I think I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's very interesting too because I was confused a lot. Yes. And then I started thinking about it, and then I started researching after I saw this movie. Right. And now I got all of the plot line all together and stuff like that. It's like, okay, cool. It's two different storylines that meet together in the beginning, but also at the end. Right. Because the beginning is the end, and there's a lot of characters involved. Yes. But it's two real main characters that were kind of like following along. Which like, is rad. Okay. Awesome. It makes sense to me now. Yeah. It's like, okay, foreign film with a lot of different names I can't pronounce. I'm sorry. Um, I understand you <laughs> and I was like okay that's really cool to see two storylines kind of come together and we see everything play out and see how everything is Uh, this gave me a lot of different vibes of different movies as well Um, but I do like the whole concept of it spreading worldwide yeah or we see it mostly in Japan and this it sounds like maybe it's gonna Progress even more well, and more. That, because, that,
0: that's the beauty behind this, and that's why I included it in this list right. is because it is in the internet, and right. the internet is the tether to the whole world.
1: And it starts small, and then you can see it get exactly. bigger and bigger and bigger. Exactly. And I feel like this correlates perfectly around this time because we have something called the coronavirus, which right. is something that started very small and started exactly. spreading bigger and bigger.
0: Which could and also it, probably be cosmic. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Bat from Hell, you know? You never know. You never know.
0: <laughs> never fucking know. We don't know
1: where... It, yeah, but this is a very interesting movie. It was a nice surprise to, like, my liking, so... Yeah, it's awesome. I appreciated this movie. Oh, good.
0: Yeah, I I love this movie. It's, I, it's I, I think this movie too. is so much fun. It's super creepy. I was watching this movie at home, and when I was watching it, I, was, I, I found myself looking over my shoulders a couple of times. I was right. just like, man, I haven't seen this movie in a while. But this movie definitely is super interesting because it it did come around that time where it was that major Western um, boom for Asian horror where a lot of different horror directors remade a bunch of Asian horror films during this time frame. This is where we got The Grudge. We got uh, – gosh, um, so many fucking ones. One Miss Call, Shudder, uh, The Eye. There's just so many different types that we got. And it's uh, this definitely hit all cylinders in my opinion. But and and I can't think of one that I truly like that is a remake besides The Grudge. I think The Grudge might be the maybe The Ring. The Ring. I, is I do a big I one. do very much enjoy The Ring, and yeah. I I love The Grudge, and I love The Ring. Um, both of both of those Western remakes. But I did not like Pulse for the remake for for this <laughs> one. I definitely did not. Um, but. With that being said, I mean it is it is a blast of a film, and I was also very surprised myself of adding it to this list because I was bouncing between like something extremely cosmic, but I wanted something very different for us to end this, and and I felt like this hit the like nail the on the head. Yeah, it was just like this is extremely different. You know, it's it's not your traditional sense of a ghost story. Um, it, it's not like a haunting of a house or anything like that. It is a haunting of the internet.
1: Which is great. It's right. a, I like the concept of that, too. It's fantastic. Because even when I finished the movie, I kept on thinking. I was like, wow, I have like an Xbox. I have a PlayStation 4. I have an Literally, iMac. I have a laptop. I have an connected. iPad. I have an iPhone. Like all of these are just vessels for these creatures to come yeah. through. And I'm like, yo, if this was ever a thing, <laughs> I'm screwed. Yeah. I'm into technology like – like spear, like <laughs> like you know I'm all over it. It's like, right, it's
0: crazy, and it reminds me of like what a lot of techno horror tried to do for the 2010s, where you yeah. got with unfriended and um you got uh, friend requests and things like that, and searching and all that stuff. And I feel like it it didn't hit as hard as the techno boom for Asia. Because with one missed call, that was all about just the fact that we were getting all these crazy types of different cell phones lately. You know, we we had blackberries at the time. We had the iPhone was just announced around two thousand and seven. So it was it was the fact that all of this crazy technology was coming out, and they used all of that to their advantage. And I think that's genius and I love the the fact of what like Rob Savage did with uh with Jed and Gemma um, host. For host and it, it's just perfect timing. perfect timing yeah perfect timing and and it's something that's so perfect to the point where it reminds you of a time of' just like fuck glad we got out of that kind of thing but at the same time it also reminds you of just like fuck like this is really good like right. you know this is using technology to its advantage and it's nostalgic and exactly. as, as interesting as it sounds. The fact that I hope I hope we're not picking that up. I don't think we are. But
1: <laughs> but no, it's very um, creepy. I, I, yeah, if you guys are picking this up and you're hearing it, the phone just rang. As we're talking about like
0: phones <laughs> and stuff, very yeah. creepy. We are in the studio, so and other people are occupying the studio as well. So, uh but with that being said, like it does seem very intriguing on how this kind of turns itself into. Being a more of a nostalgic trip because this is dial up, right? I mean, for like, sure, like we have very old school. Exactly, like you. I feel like if a person who was born in the two thousand watched this movie, that wouldn't really connect with them, like how it connects to us, right? And or people be, from the eighties or seventies yeah. or so on,
1: or they would be too afraid to. At this point. Because maybe this sounds like the very beginning of the internet. People connecting with each other on there and not really knowing in, very unknown. Right. And he was says like, Oh yeah, it's like I'm only on here because, because everyone else, else is. is. Yeah. Like, oh God. It's like someone who's like just beginning this too is like, I'm not all right, done. I'm not gonna be on the internet. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's and, it, it, and I love the... the. Uh, we'll get into it. But yeah, let, you know what? Fuck it. Let's get into it. <laughs> Let's do it. Pulse. Directed by Kiwa Shaui Kurosawa. I probably butchered that. My apologies. Released February 3rd of 2001 with a runtime of one hour and 59 minutes. No budget was found, by me at least, in a box office of $51,000 in America. With a rating of 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not bad. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's a fair assessment still fresh yeah exactly we open with the nostalgic sound of dial up and then uh, I guess you could say nostalgic but maybe more annoying a (laughs) sound of dial up and then someone standing outside of a ship a captain of the boat gives the order to change the course he goes outside of of that room grabbing some cables but stops watching this woman staring out into the sea she begins her VO quote it all began one day without warning like this end quote We cut to a phone ringing in an empty room and a camera starting to glitch. A woman named Junko is in a greenhouse trying to reach uh, Taguchi. And I think I'm saying that right, Taguchi? Or maybe it's Taguchi. I don't know. But she hangs up after receiving no answer. She speaks that something must be wrong to her friend Michi and that he shouldn't be working um, on this disc for so long. And I love that. I love the fact that most of this film is like a one-shot. Yeah, that's true. A lot of these scenes are very continuous and I think that Heightens the creepy factor, and granted, the sound design is definitely dated. It, it is, it's 100% just like very 2000s, with like the <laughs> when it comes into like something being scary. But I do enjoy the one shots and the, the, my, the mystery behind these shots. The
1: beautiful thing about this movie in general is the way it's filmed, yeah. And I feel like the big star of this movie is the editor because I agree. I feel like this is a very grounded movie that probably did not have a big budget. And I think that's one of the big questions I asked you. It's like, oh, did you find a budget for this? I'm not surprised that there isn't any information about it. Right. Because I feel like it would be very, very low. And I feel like seems this like is a type of movie. I was thinking about it. I was like, I'm obviously not a filmmaker. I know all of the hard work that goes into it. It's like, oh, this seems like a movie like maybe I can even like try to make in a way. I mean, Wes Craven tried. Right. Like, didn't <laughs> succeed. But it's like, it, it's one of those shots that's like, oh, okay, it just stays there with the character. There's not too much of, like, grand framing or anything like that. But at the same time, when it cuts to, like, someone that's, like, behind a, like, couch, and we'll talk about that later, yeah. it just shows the character's face, and then something's missing, and then it's there again. Right. And I felt like that's a really good way to actually introduce the suspense and tension of a scene And it's done perfectly in this
0: movie. I agree. I definitely agree. The man at the table leaves with his plant, another man walking in asking about Taguchi. Junko answers him and he comments about Taguchi having trouble with the disc. Michi mentions that she should check on him. She grabs her things and heads on the bus to his place. And this dude must live super far because she was on that bus for a hot second. Right, <laughs> she was in that bus forever. Now, Michi- I to say this is a really good context with that bus is empty too. Oh yeah, it's like dead, and she's yeah. sitting in the, like the, the bare back. Right, like it's crazy. Uh, Michi uh, finally makes it to his complex, heading in the, up the flight of stairs. She rings his doorbell, but no answer. Just the glitchy camera of his computer desk. She finds a key to his uh, to enter his apartment. She begins looking around on his desk. The camera slowly pans behind her, showing someone sitting behind the plastic curtain. The man rises up. Michi walks closer, moving the curtain. It is Taguchi. He greets her with a warm smile. She shares that she was worried, um, and he apologizes going to pick up some cables. And it's fucked up thinking about that in retrospect because, like, he's picking up those cables literally to hang himself. Right. And it's just like, oh. Like, and he does it so, so like, nonchalantly. and just like, oh,
1: Fuck. You can tell like something's off, but at the same time, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Well, yeah, like, he's just doing super some off. random stuff. It's mm-hmm. like you don't suspect what's about to happen.
0: Sure, because like you, like he's just sitting behind this plastic curtain, right? And then all of a sudden, he rises up.
1: And I don't know if that's something that's common in Japan, but the plastic curtain is always like creepy because you
0: just see a silhouette of a person. I'm True. just like, oh, that's just creepy imagery for me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not too sure either, actually. Uh, she asks if he finished the disc. He mentions that it is somewhere in the pile on his desk. She asks if he's sick. He claims that he isn't and uh, and that he's just been up with stuff. And it's just like, okay, good Fair explanation, enough. I guess. Then tells her to help herself to the disc. She nods, going over to the desk and telling him to label his disc. Um, and it's, it's interesting because we never truly find out what the disc is for.
1: Right. For like their line of work, it's like, well, what do you need a disc for? Right. It's like advertising stuff. Uh, maybe I know, because maybe? I mean,
0: we we do see later that um, I'm blinging on his name, but their other friend, he works in like a computer section. Yeah. at the Planetarium. That's not what that's called. It's totally not called a planetarium. No, right. uh, it, it's a greenhouse. <laughs> <Like, laughs> like, Total. It's a, like a botanical, like greenhouse. The planetarium garden. greenhouse. You know yes. Planetarium. Cosmic core. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't answer her back. Michi continues searching though. She asks him a question, then calls out to him when he doesn't uh, when he doesn't return with an answer. She slowly moves back towards the end of the apartment where Takuchi was setting up his cables. She shrieks, falling to the ground. Takuchi has hung himself, and this looks insane. Dude, yeah. Like, he's like... Like, I don't know how to even explain it. Like, he's not off the ground. It's like he forced himself.
1: But at the same time, it doesn't look like it was forced, too. It's like, it was just there naturally yeah. hung and his body didn't even fight back right like it just accepted it, just accepted it being accepted, hung. right yeah oh it's
0: like oh so creepy it was super creepy the police are speeding down the street michi in the back seat with a blank stare cut to her leaving out of the office her friends junko and yabe are waiting for her they ask if she is okay and she tells them that she is fine yabe mentions that she should uh, get something to eat and take a break they are at a restaurant Michi handing Yabe the disk he gives his thanks placing it into his bag Junko starts commenting uh, commenting it about, excuse me Junko starts commenting about how Taguchi's mental state uh, sharing that uh, they couldn't be they couldn't do anything Yabe commenting that he probably just wanted to die I mean and then that kind of harkens back to what you pretty much said that his body right. just accept like accepted it accepted the fact that it was losing air it's exactly, just, and
1: we'll talk about it later. But there's a major theme
0: in that too, right? In this movie, yeah, very much so. Um, cut to Junko coming, uh, coming. Excuse me. Cut to Junko entering the greenhouse, snapping Michi out of her days. She tells Junko that Taguchi seemed like himself, and she never imagined that he'd do something like that. Junko share- shares that it isn't her fault, then goes back to tending to the plants. Yabe comes into the room stone-faced, drinking some water, then asking them to come take a, take a look at Taguchi's desk. Disk. Um, they go to the- to the computer room, looking at a few files, then cut Cuts to Toguchi staring um, at his desk, and I just love how like you can see the double picture. Like he has the image of him staring at his desk on the computer as well, and it's so it's so interesting. And later we find out that how that actually works a little bit. Well, kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. We get to see it again for sure. Exactly. It's very
1: dynamic. It's very complex, and you're just like, whoa,
0: okay, yeah, seriously, very interstellar they ask if they ask if the man is the, is their friend yabe pointing out the camera being the same image michi notices another computer with something on it asking him if if he can clear the image he does and it's taguchi without any eyes i love that i fucking love that and and this is where like the sound design kind of gets a little odd where yeah. you hear the do 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 doo. <laughs> like- <laughs> Cut to the group, needing a break, sitting outside of the, on the balcony. They begin discussing what they saw, thinking that, uh, that something strange is going on. Michi is at home, watching the news about a, a message in a bottle being found in Malaysia. She begins making some tea as the TV continues playing. We hear it glitching out and the reporter's voice getting deeper until it completely goes out. This is so fucking creepy. Michi looks at the screen, um it paused halfway on the man's face the other half completely gone she immediately turns the screen off breathing heavily as she walks back towards her kitchen she uh, takes a seat looking at the screen but it is but is startled by a bottle falling over over behind her we jump to a guy named Riasuke moving th- uh, moving things up, um, and by the way everybody uh, his his name is technically not uh, Riasuke i can't pronounce his last name so i mean his name is Riasuke it's his first name in and in, in, I know in Japanese culture you mainly go by the last name, right? And I can't really pronounce it. Kawashima, I think that's it. Kawashima, Kawashima. They said it so fast in the movie. Yeah, they. Yeah. And and I was just like, I can't, I can't. Every place time they it. said it, like, yeah. And whoa. So I I I. I, I had to switch it out with his first name. My my apologies, everyone. Um, and I don't I don't mean to offend anybody if I did that. But uh, we jump to a guy named Ryosuke, moving things out of the way so he can access his new computer. He pulls out an internet uh, manual from a drawer, then proceeds to enter a disc sign up on the internet. Wow, fucking remember that. Of course not, because you were no. probably like six or seven when our parents and shit <laughs> had to do this shit.
1: It's
0: like, God, someone on the phone can't be on the internet. <laughs> that I do remember for sure. Yeah. But like, oh my God, I I remember when my when my mom first got the internet, and it was like this riggedy thing plugged into her phone. Right. And then she had to load up a disk for AOL email, mm. and I'm like, oh. You got mail, and she just found out maybe a year ago that she was still paying for that. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh damn, <gasps> sucks to suck. He installs <laughs> the ISP, uh, but he isn't working. But it isn't working, and he is trying to figure out what is do- what is he doing wrong. He clicks a key on his keyboard, and it logs him into the internet. It starts showing him random videos of people, some doing odd things and looking directly into the camera. At the end, it asks, "Quote: Would you like to meet a ghost?" End quote. Spooked, he immediately turns it off, sparking a cigarette. While he is asleep, his computer cuts back on, logging him onto the internet yet again, ending up on the screen where a man is sitting in a chair with a bag over his head. Ry- uh, Ryosuke wakes up, looking at the image, but he uh, makes sure to turn off the screen because it, he is so creeped out. He grabs a drink of water to calm his nerves. Cut to him in a computer lab the next day and a grad student teaching a couple of students about their batch files. Ry- uh, Ryosuke sits down next to another dude awkwardly asking if the internet can dial it, uh dial by itself. I mean that's a great question. Uh the guy asks if he is in uh, if he is in computer science, Riezuki tells him that he isn't. I think he said he's like in, in economics or something like that. I think so. I think like that's that. what he said. The student continues saying that it sounds like a hacker. He continues telling the uh student and I love how he was just like a hacker.
1: Like, right, oh, like, it's all brand like, new okay, concept. It's like,
0: back. yeah. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> he continues telling the student about uh, what the video said about him seeing a ghost. The student doesn't seem interested and continues working. Ryosuke gets up walking around the lab. The grad student, um, Harue, uh, comes up to Ryosuke, um asking about the website. He doesn't understand. She reminds him that, of what he said about ghosts. He tells her that... That he doesn't know and it just appeared. She asked about the web address, but he doesn't even know what that is. He's like, address? Like <laughs> <That makes sense. laughs> she asks if he's on Windows, then uh tells him to open his Explorer log. He immediately tells her that he doesn't know um anything about computers. And I wonder if it was just like, I don't know anything about computers, or it's just like, nah, bro, I want you looking at my what I'm searching (laughs) but I think it's it's about he doesn't know about it's very early stages of the internet Uh, she instructs him to bookmark uh, the website next time uh, next time it shows he grabs a pen and paper to write down her instructions Harue and I feel like I'm saying that right but Harue it's H-A-R-U-E also shows him, him yeah i think that's right rue um, also shows him how to print screen um, and he writes that down the bells the bell rings more students flood into the room he gives his thanks and leaves out of the room not before looking back at rue i'll see you boy cut back to michi her mom washing her dishes uh she lets michi know that she's going to go and ask her if she has called her dad she nonchalantly tells her mom that she had that she hasn't while walking to grab something her mom continued to to let her know that she should call him i would have loved for the ending to be that guy being her dad I thought that would have been such a nice little touch. Oh, interesting. That would have been cool, but yeah. it's fine. Uh Michi tells her uh, tells her mom that she's out of the that he's out of the picture and to forget about him, letting her know that she has her friends. Her mom acknowledges. We quickly cut to Yubei answering his cell phone while sitting at at his desk. No answer for a moment, but then a ghastly voice uh, repeating help. He asks who it is, but the same response. He looks at his phone and it is an image of Takaguchi's um, Taguchi's apartment. Yabe hops on the bus to head over to Taguchi's apartment. So, but everybody's trying to go to his house. Right. Like, <laughs> like, <you. laughs> like bro, Open he invite. died guided there. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you do? Like, everyone come in. It's all right. <laughs> You're invited. You're invited. Come on in. Um, Yabe, um, oh, excuse me, inside, he looks around his desk, then moves towards the back where his friend hung himself. He grabs a paper about, about to go mm-hmm. inside a shredder that reads the forbidden room. And I love how we see this later too. Yeah. The uh he sits it down looking into the darkness where Toguchi committed suicide. Y- uh, yabe turns on the light and all is left is a black stain on the wall. This fucking looks great. Yeah, it's it's a great reveal for the first time. Yeah, for sure,
1: 100%. This looks great. What happens
0: next is very spooky. It it is. It rem- and, I'll get to it. He turns off the light, heading back towards the desk, but immediately comes back, turning it on. Taguchi is now standing there. He goes up to him, asking him what happened. Then he disappears. This very much reminds me of Hereditary. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, when yeah. she's
1: in the room, yes, and
0: you just see that like just her in the yeah, corner, uh, like very much it reminds me of that. Um, Yabe is now outside noticing a red tape door. He goes up to it, removing the tape to enter uh, inside the room. Idiot. <laughs> yeah, totally wouldn't do that. But I think they're, they're oddly attracted to it. I mean,
1: I feel like, and this is going through, like, the different themes of this movie and stuff like that, like, humans have an interest on, like, the forbidden stuff. Like, we always talk about, like, religion with the forbidden right. fruit and a whole thing about that. I mean, and, like, and it says the forbidden Curiosity killed the cat, and it's literally the forbidden room. Yeah, right. And there's multiple forbidden rooms that we'll see later on as well, yeah, there's a bunch and a theory of mine is like these forbidden rooms are the open area portals where these spirits are allowed to come through, and i think I think it's to block them out. Or, yes, no, the the red tape is.
0: Oh, right, right, Yeah, oh, okay. uh,
1: and that's how I feel. It's like, oh, yeah, the Forbidden Room is where these ghosts can come through. I agree.
0: To this different realm, yeah. or our realm. And that's the thing. We don't even know if they're ghosts. That's true. Like, like, like this is, like, because these people are, like, eventually I feel like they turn into them. Like, right. being, like, whatever these things are, ghosts, I guess. But um, it's interesting because it very much reminds me of, of, like, the creatures in It Follows. Sure, yeah. Where it, it, it doesn't really seem to be much of anything. More of like an entity. Right. I know uh, – I
1: have like different theories, of course, because it goes through the library and what they research and stuff like, like that. phantoms and, and stuff. And what the um, the grad student says is a big factor, but I'll, I'll wait until we get there. Yeah. But I do think that this is where it was an entryway for them to come in. That makes a lot of sense. And the red tape is to hold them back. It's like, don't go in there, obviously. It's like – that's right. like – where it's kind of like I always think about this movie it's like oh cool the whole concept of this world is like a water bottle and there's puncture holes everywhere and they're putting tape over it
0: that's a great that's a great metaphor he cautiously heads inside slowly walking around the basement like um, like room he stops in front of a, a wall with red tape widely placed on the wall and I love how that's placed like it looks so manic yeah of how that's up there. It reminds me a lot of like in the Mouth of Madness, even. <laughs> Turning around, there's a woman standing at the other end. Then oddly starts walking towards him. And The way she walks is like, like, I wish it would have had like some cracked bones or something in there. But it, oh, it didn't me. really need it. It was just, it was perfect.
1: Yeah. Uh It was so course. creepy. This is my first time watching it. Have you seen this before? Yeah. Okay, you have. Um, It threw me off a little bit. Sure. But it also made me feel uncomfortable. So it did I think that's the job. So yeah. like, it's, it was a weird editing style. It was like, I have never seen this type of walk before. But sure. at the same time, it's working. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, it's very creepy. Yeah, very,
0: very much so. Yabe drops to the floor, climbing over the couch by the uh, tape as she continues to move closer towards him. He looks underneath the couch, expecting to see her feet. as She peeks over the couch, <laughs> leaving us with Yabe's scream. I love the close up. Like, this, was,
1: this was the editing section. I was like, oh yeah this is really clever it's like you don't need a bunch of special effects you can literally just cut to his face right? cut to under the couch there's no one there but at the same time she is
0: there it's like cool it all works it works out perfectly we got to Michi and Junko looking into Yabe's office Junko asking what happened to him and that he hasn't answered um, at home either. They sit down in the garden, hoping that nothing is wrong. Michi mentions that she um, has to go see him. She uh, goes to grab her purse. Junko yells for her not to go and that he will turn up if they wait, letting her know that nothing strange is happening and for them to act normal. Michi agrees. Katayabe coming in, monotone as he apologizes for his tardiness. The women were about to call him, but he swiftly moves past them without saying a word they uh they ask they ask him about where he's where he's been, but he ignores them as he heads inside his office. Michi is walking but notices a woman frantic a woman frantically coming out of her house um sealing sealing the door with red tape and I find that so fascinating that since it's on the internet we're seeing it leak to other people that aren't really our characters right. and I think that is so great <laughs> and I think and it's very interesting because
1: after I thought about this movie, after I saw it, it's like, how do people know about this red tape? And I was like, oh, maybe they had the printers as well and it gave them instructions to put in the red tape. Maybe. But because it says, like, forbidden room. It's like, okay, right. interesting. Maybe they're receiving, I don't know. It, it like threw me off and I was like how does she know about the red tape and then everyone has red tape is red tape very popular in Japan? I, th- I don't I know think,
0: I think that's that's pretty much what it is is it like that was just their main tape of masking was possibly, just red yeah. like how our duct tape's gray possibly yeah so this, I, I
1: this is just like some stuff I didn't know about like right. maybe yeah
0: and I don't know either I, I truly don't know I, I could be completely we're assuming but that
1: probably red tape is like the main tape that they would have
0: I think for this film we can Okay. We, we could assume that because, like, holds. like we we see later of how the tape is passed down, right, right. So, and I I think it's just instinctual yeah. at that point.
1: But it's cool seeing, yeah, a random person yeah. being affected,
0: yeah. Back with Ryosuke, back um, in his apartment trying to call someone that isn't answering his calls. He flips through a magazine for a moment, then grabs a glass um, that is by his computer. He goes back to the magazine and leaves leaves to fill his water, but his computer is on, booting up the video yet again. He runs over to the computer, trying to bookmark it, but it doesn't allow him to. So he tries to print it, but the man on the screen starts moving, his chair moving out of sight. Fucking looks great. Then, um, then closer towards the camera, he is slowly removing the bag from his head. Ryosuke has had enough. Immediately ripping the wiring out of his computer. Next day, he goes to check if um Harue is in the uh, computer lab. She isn't. He continues searching for her. While doing so, he is amazed by the screensaver on her computer. Har- Harue comes into the room. Ryosuke gets her attention, greeting her. They introduce themselves officially this time to uh, to each other. While she continues working, she asks she asks him how he how'd everything go, and he tells her that he was able to print it. She asks if she can come over to see, and he agrees. Why wouldn't you bring it with you? Right, but and, uh, okay, like I mean, like, like that's fine, I guess, but. Yeah. I've always was just very interested as to why he didn't just bring it with him. Harue goes over to finish up some... Uh, some things while Riazuke continues looking around for a moment, asking about the screensaver. She shares that it is something they are programming, explaining the process of the dots interacting with each other. She calls it a miniature model of the world. She moves to another area while he continues to watch. She suggests him not to stare at it too long. We jump to them going inside uh, Riazuke's apartment. He asks about uh, the data being collected, and and he starts tidying up his place a bit as she works. Rue asks him about... uh, uh, what got him into using the internet in the first place? Since he doesn't like computers, he claims that he doesn't know why, and that uh, and that maybe it's more for connecting with other people because everyone else is into it. I mean, that's good point. That's a good point. I mean, that's yeah. one of the reasons why I j- joined Clubhouse, right? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it's it. So be good. Like, all right, I'll try it out. Uh, she speaks on she speaks on about how people uh, don't want to actually connect, claiming that they all live separately, like the dots. Fuck. Deep ass shit. This is uh, – yeah, I love this.
1: I do too. It's it's one of those things just like, damn, I love when we talk about like the psychology or just human connection in general. And right. The fact that we all feel like we have this dire need of the importance of connection with one another and sometimes there's a lot of people who – are unable to connect with other people and they have this like eternal loneliness. And then that leads them to do unfortunate events and stuff like that, which we see throughout this film. Right. And it's a very touchy subject, but at the same time they do such a good job of making it, I don't know how to say it, but like impactful. And it also has a whole entire thing that is perfect for today's times. Like, is the internet drifting us apart? Because essentially, that is a big theme in this as well is that even though it's an entity that's kind of like making us separate and making us feel alone because everyone around
0: you is disappearing, it's because of the internet. That's true. And that I, I love how you said that too. Like, it's just all of it is because of the internet. And it, damn internet. It, it, damn internet. <laughs> Where did you get that from? The internet. Uh, she crumbles <laughs> up a paper going to the kitchen, cuts a Michi tending to the plants, Yabe coming into the office walking away without saying a word. She calls out to him, following him, but her boss calls calls her asking for her to move some plants into the greenhouse. She agrees, then ask if Yabe, asks him if Yabe is acting strange. Um, he shares his philosophy about friendship with her, then she runs off. It was a whole bunch of jargon that he was saying. He was like, yeah, if you're a real friend, you'll be there for him. And it's like, all right, you got a friend me. I get it. Uh, (laughs) Whole speech coming. uh, Yeah. (laughs) She goes into a room asking Yabe if if he's okay and what happened. He doesn't say anything, just somberly moves across the room, dropping boxes. Michi shares that her and Junko are worried about him. He speaks that he saw a face, a horrible face, claiming that he's never seen anything like that. She doesn't understand what he's talking about, him calling it the forbidden room. She puts two and two together about the room blocked by the red tape. He cuts her off, shouting shouting for her to not go in there, ever. She pleads for him to tell her what happened. He whimpers and shakes, claiming that he's cold. Michi is about to grab him a blanket, but he walks out, not speaking to her once again. She tries to speak to him, but he walks into the office, closing the door behind him. We jump to Michi, looking at the tape door. Next day, Michi is walking uh, is walking and stops to check her phone, then witnesses a woman falling to her death by jumping off of a silo. And I think it's the woman who closed it the is. door from earlier, right? It's the same woman that closed the door with the red tape. Oh, man. Great callback. Fucking fantastic callback. And it's just like I said, like the fact that this leaks to other people that yeah. aren't our characters, it's great. Yeah, like and- it, it makes it feel real. It makes it feel that okay, this is bigger than just our cast, because in in I think in the two thousand six version. and Correct me if I'm wrong, everybody over on Twitter at Nightlight underscore Pod. But <laughs> if I'm thinking about this correctly, it just kind of travels through their college, not necessarily around the world. And if I remember mm-hmm. it correctly, I've only seen that movie once, but with. This, this made it seem like, holy shit, everyone's infected by this or affected by this whole thing. And that's what makes this even more fascinating
1: as just how
0: they stumble upon it and things like that. And I love how it's different for each person. Like, Yabe's very quiet, very to himself. Um, he He won't talk to anybody. When we had their friend Takuchi, he was obviously just not able to be getting in contact to, but when she talked to him, he seemed very normal. Right. And he was very like pleasant to talk to when when he talked. (laughs) But
1: yeah. And this is how I like – I honestly feel this movie has a lot of themes around loneliness Mm -hmm. especially and having someone who is very interactive. They always had conversations with people around them. Uh, They were very involved in their work that they were doing. Uh, earlier in the movie and now we see him being very secluded is yeah. very isolated he wanted yeah. to be by himself he kind of like gave into the willingness of whatever was affecting him and yeah. it's like oh wow. i was like is this movie kind of about like depression maybe that's what it felt or like maybe mental illness and how that spreads where it like could come out of nowhere it could like spread to other people that are connected with you and i was like wow this movie is very layered and at the same time, they're talking about a bunch of other different things. Right. And, and I feel like that's why I was so lost because they were sure. moving too many parts at once. And then the reflection part at the very end where I like had to do a little bit of research and kind of tie all of the timelines together. I was like, okay, now it kind of makes yeah, sense.
0: Yeah, right. And, and it's interesting too because it's like this is pre-social media. Yeah. And like it feels like this is totally an allegory for social media when it's not. Absolutely. Which is why this movie is so timeless. Yeah,
1: and that's why the internet wasn't even – starting in the first place is to connect people together. Exactly.
0: But at the same time, that's what distanced us all. In a yeah, way. absolutely. Yeah. Horrified by what she just witnessed while a crowd starts to flock. Back with Ryosuke in the library listening to music, he gets up and search for a way out. While and it's just it's fucking so creepy how the library staff is like moving through there. Like it seems like they might be a part of the ghostly right, yeah, yeah. figures that we see but it's totally just Very a library staff that the way this is shot just makes it so creepier. While looking she he notices Rue reading a book. He greets her sharing that he couldn't find the exit. She puts the book um, Phantoms back on the shelf. He ponders about her reading this and uh, then asking if it, it is related to her lab work. She tells him that it is. Excuse me. And then asks if he has a moment telling him about uh, telling him to follow her. He places the book back, following her back to the lab. She is showing him the strange anomaly that, that's happening with her dots. The dots are moving strangely, almost giving off an opaque shimmer to some of them. Harue compares them to ghosts, letting Ryosuke know that sometimes they show up, her thinking that they were other dots. He asks what they are, but she doesn't know. He thinks it is a bug, but she disagrees. Uh, getting up from the chair, she asks him about the website, letting him know that she hasn't found anything yet. But she uh, think, but she thinks it is it is related. She eagerly runs over to another desk, grabbing her computer parts, asking him to let her know if anything happens. Um, and he tells her that he will. And it's funny because like she's like setting up, and like she's really short with him, right? And, and it's mainly because she's trying to get back to work. Pretty right. much. But it's just it, it's just so funny how he's just like kind of still there and just like, bro, I think that's your cue to leave. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't think you should be there anymore. Her classmate, um, Yoshizaki comes into the room handing her handing her some papers. Him asking rudely who ryazuke is. He's like, and you are like <laughs> she introduces him, they greet each other, Harue and Yoshizaki beginning their work. Ryazuke is about to leave, but Rue Uh, runs over to him handing him her number and he's like Uh, she tells (laughs) her to call her anytime we jump to him in the library reading aloud the book about phantoms quote everyone dies therefore there's no logical reason for ghosts not to exist how many ghosts have existed since prehistoric times end quote that's what makes me think this might be something completely different right where even though it's like Ghosts dating back and so, so on so and so forth, and it's a very interesting quote in general, uh, but the fact that it's like since prehistoric times, right where it makes me think like huh. like
1: ancient ones right a bunch of different things exactly transdimensional beings, and yeah. that's the big thing too. I mean, the afterlife, what is that? Are right. you going to a different dimension? Is it a whole different thing Obviously, it's a very open You're going topic. To the internet it's a very thing. we <laughs> into the internet um. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll continue because I do have something to say very soon okay. about this one gentleman that comes into the picture. Right
0: okay. Now. It, which it's, uh Yoshizaki, right? Again? I think it's him again. No,
1: it's someone different.
0: Is it someone different? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. They so have a theory uh, of who that is. Ah, okay. He closes the book, sitting back, then notices that someone is slightly standing by the bookcase staring at him. He is, and this looks great. This is just looks yeah. fantastic, first and He is startled by, and I put um, Yoshizaki here. And I, I, will just say a guy. I'll change that. Uh, he is startled by some guy asking if he sees it too, <laughs> letting him know that he uh, he is really there. Rizouke, um asks who that is. Um, he claims that he will uh, have to catch him to find out, and for him to start now, and he might succeed. He eggs Ryazuke on. Him running after the ghoulish kid. The kid swiftly moving and disappearing. Ah, uh, the man casually comes up to him. Riyazuke claims that he has that he has to be another student. He apologizes to Riyazuke for rallying 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 him up and um bids him adieu. Riyazuke stops him asking about what he just saw. cut to cut to them having tea, Riyazuke sh- um, sharing that he's cold. He starts explaining the spirit in the and their world, saying, quote, the spirit, or consciousness, the soul—whatever you want to call it—it it turns out, it turns out, the realm they inhabit has a finite capacity. Whether that capacity accommodates billions or trillions, eventually it will run out of space. Once it fill, once it's filled to the brim, it it's got to overflow somehow, somewhere. But where the souls have no choice but to ooze into another realm—that is—that is to say, our world. End quote. Uh, Did did you have your – No,
1: that's great. I actually love that line too because I feel like that is something that's possibly what's going on where these uh, Mm -hmm. beings or whatever they are, either ghosts or something a little bit more Ah, cosmic, um, that they are overflowing to our world. And it's kind of like a leak into our universe essentially in our reality. Uh, But I think this is the grad student that actually did that project with the dots. And I think oh. he's the one that actually is trying to figure out how everything works and how everything is kind of moving apart, but also together at the same time. And I feel like he's the guy who understands that project when she says that. Interesting. So I think that's who that person is.
0: Interesting. That that's yeah. very fascinating because I, I yeah I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint who that guy was. Yeah,
1: I I feel like maybe that's what they were hinting at, but that's who I believe. That is like, oh, yeah, this right. is the grad student who's doing the project based on what he can see as well because he can see them and he's not scared of it because I feel like he's researching into it.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I, I I'm like even trying to like find it right now and I'm just, I cannot find it to say yeah, that. I don't think he's right credited. Now. Yeah. No. Like I, I, I keep finding all the other actors, but hey, cool. Um, uh, da, da, da. he continues speaking to him about this being a possibility while he while we are in an, another room that becomes pitch black only a window visible a man comes inside the room looking through a door cuts with a man asking a worker if, if he has any red tape or if he has any tape that he can use he hands him a roll of red tape the construction worker begins taping up all the doors and windows uh, uh, the man continues speaking we are inside the room uh Excuse me, we are inside the room that the construction worker worked the construction worker taped a, f- a figure begins to appear inside the room walking walking around. A bulldozer then busts through the window releasing the apparition. The camera moves closer to to the to a phone jack as the um I keep saying you was hockey. Like I, I had it everywhere. Like I, I, I guess I really wanted it to be him. Um the camera the camera moves closer to to a phone jack as the man speaks on how this is how this is how they are able to spread around the world. Ryuzuke claims that he doesn't believe his stories. He mocks Ryazuke, sarcastically saying that it's all hypothetical, even though that he saw one. Ryuzuke thanks him for the tea and starts rushing out of there. Uh he asks he asks Rizuke if he's okay, and if it really happened, um, then he can't turn back, continuing that once the system is complete, it'll, func- it'll function on its own um, and becoming permanent, claiming that claiming that the passage is now open. He walks out. Cut to Michi's boss, covering up a room full of windows with red tape and boards. Michi is on uh, the phone looking for her boss. And this is super fascinating that it also got to her boss now. Right. Like, yeah. I was just like,
1: What? It's all like, over the place. Everyone
0: around here is Exactly. It's fantastic. It, it's so well done and so well crafted that like this just brought so much breath to this world and made this world feel alive. Like right. it, it just the fact that it's going to everyone.
1: It makes me want to rewatch it again already, which is funny to see if like maybe the streets get like less and less people. Throughout time. And we do see that a few times when we she goes do. to the grocery yeah. store and stuff like that. It's like, that's oh a great wow, question. it's just empty. But I just want to see if like if there was more context cuz I missed and stuff like that. Damn,
0: that's a great question. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious now too. Just obviously. Like random people
1: just like, oh yeah, the school's a lot more emptier right twenty minutes into this movie. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess because well, we we get to see like even like the computer lab is completely yeah, it's empty. Completely at that empty. Point. Yeah, completely so empty. Yeah. So we do see it. It's just like I want to see it's very what subtle. I've missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Junko walks over to her, asking uh, what is going on uh, with all of the disappearances. Michi walks over to the uh, to call another client, looking for uh, for their boss. Junko runs out, claiming that she's going to look for him. Michi tries to stop her, but the phone rings. She answers, thinking it is her boss. No answer right away. Then uh, Yabe whispers, "Help." she goes to visit yabe but all all that is left is a black stain on the wall and uh his whispers for help she stares in shock then swiftly leaves out of the room she calls for junko meanwhile junko is removing the red tape off of a door michi finds her in a room junko completely spooked she asks if junko was okay as she helps her as she helps her up there is a woman dressed in all black standing in the corner. Michi tries to get Junko out of there, but she resists, causing Michi to fall. It's like, as soon as that would have happened, I'm like, yeah, all right, it's like I'm, out. I'm out. Like, Gone. I tried. I tried. Stay here. <laughs> you stay then. The dark figured uh, woman moves closer to Junko, her screaming in fear. Michi grabs her, and they immediately, um, they immediately get out of there. Like I said, I would have left her ass. Guts and Michi is sitting in a chair silently as Junko sleeps. We move to Junko uh, reaching for a blanket, crying for help. Michi hurrying over to, to her aid, letting her know that she's there and it is okay. Michi is in a convenience store. Is it, excuse me, Michi is in a convenience store gathering some snacks for them. And this convenience store like has is like packed with snacks. Right. I was looking at all those snacks. I was like, damn, I need to go to Japan. Like <laughs> Which looked like, all so good, dude. They all they all oh, look so good. And it's funny because I watched those. Uh, those like i don't know if you you know like strictly dumpling you know no. guys he's either a youtuber who just goes around the world just getting food oh, but he cool. goes to he goes to asia a lot so he yeah. went to korea and japan besides the point, he goes to these J- japanese convenience stores and he like just reviews all of their like cooked cool. ramen and oh, I'm yeah. like this is great and oh, i just damn, saw no, all of that there know, and i was too. like i want all of that I want it when she is ready she calls for the worker She notices that he is standing behind a glass. This looks fucking terrifying. Right.
1: And I honestly feel like it's just one of the entities. I feel like everyone's just gone. I think so
0: too. Yeah. And that's the, that's the beauty behind this. And, 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 and here's the thing. It could have been him. Right. Right. But it could have been him now in his new form. That's true. Yeah. Right. Cause like, it's the thing, like, I don't think everyone dies. No,
1: so it, it's a very interesting thing because we see that some people will actually commit suicide and other people will just Disappear. dissolve in a way. Right. And both ways are, it's the individual kind of giving willingness to it. Yeah. In a way, it's like, this is my way of transforming to the next step or right. the next dimension or whatever this movie is trying to pertain. Yeah, Um, to join everyone else. Yeah, from uh, their loneliness and discomfort, and And it goes back
0: to what that guy with uh, Ryazuke said inside the library, uh, where he said that eventually it overflowed into their world. Right, right. But like now that they have the internet, it's infinite. Like they can go wherever the fuck they want, and it's just it's constant because it's just going to constantly go. He looks ghostly pale as he watches her then the, building, the building's fire alarm sounds off. She runs out with the food in hand. She fucking stole that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Running out of the store. Back with Ryuzuke phoning uh, Rue but she doesn't answer. He runs out of his apartment to the school lab. Nobody is there. He frantically searches but he can't find anyone. So I think this is where we're starting to see right. like, the disappearances disappear. a lot more. While walking around the room a chair rolls into the room. He doesn't seem to make anything of it. And I would have like been tripping out, like, like yeah, yeah. multiple chairs fucking just rolled into this room out of nowhere. And he's like still like, it's cool. like he's just like shrugging, Whatever. like. And oh I love well. The
1: contrast too, because when he first goes into that room, we see that room is pretty packed with everyone
0: too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Several, uh, several, uh, several other chairs roll, uh, roll as he continues. We get a glimpse of the computer showing a person walking and fading in and out of the camera. Ryuzuke stares at the video in complete awe at what's happening on screen. Um, and I love that it's like constantly looping, right? right? He is outside of, uh, of Haru's house um, ringing her doorbell. She doesn't answer. He rings and knocks multiple times. He spots her walking up the stairs and it's just like, what? <laughs> <It's> like, okay. <laughs> Alright. Quickly running to her, commenting at her appearance on her being wet. She mentions um in a monotone in a monotone voice that she needs to run away because they disappeared, claiming that they always do. She runs down the stairs, moving these boxes out of the way to get uh to get out. Ryazuke holds her, trying to calm her down. She flips uh she slips to the floor in tears. They are back inside her, her place, him making her a cup of tea he hands it to her and takes a seat in the other room reading in reading in a magazine harue takes a sip telling him that she wondered she wondered what it's like to die uh, since she was little adding that she always that she was always alone she continues speaking on it making rizuke uncomfortable but she continues anyway she is scared at the thought of about being alone after death and that she can't bear if any, if nothing changes after death she asks if that is the reason of becoming a ghost. He tells her to not speak that way and and that they are alive. She turns on multiple computers of of videos of the unknown people asking who are they then? Fucking yeah, who are they? Yeah. Great Arguing party. how they are different forms of different from ghosts, concluding concluding that people are ghosts even if they are dead or alive. I fucking deep. love that line very deep what a line he claims that this is crazy and that he knows that they are alive he tries cheering cheering her up but it isn't working much but she somberly hopes that riazuke is right claiming that ghosts can't kill people she walks into a room uh, while still speaking to him quietly we cut back we cut back to the silo that the woman jumped off of a black smudge left in her wake on the ground that is fucking. Creepy. I love the the black smudges. Like, yeah, I think it looks that really good too. Perfect. It looks great. It's, it looks great. Yeah. It looks like oil. Yeah. Like it looks like oil on the ground.
1: Oil or from that scene,
0: yeah. And then on the walls, it looks like ash. Like ash.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's fucking great. It looks good. Back with Michi and Junko. Michi trying to feed and take care of her friend. Um, Junko doesn't, doesn't excuse me. Junko doesn't eat, and Michi takes the bowl to the sink to wash it. While washing, Junko starts pointing and groaning for Michi. She runs back over to Junko assuring her that everything is going to be okay. Michi is asleep while Junko sta- uh, stares out of a window. She asks Junko how she feels. she nods, she nods for her. Uh, excuse me, she nods her head. Michi excitedly starts making some coffee. While she is making coffee, Junko asks her if she is going to die like that. What a question. So creepy, dude. What a question when she's standing. Yeah. It's
1: so creepy. She has like her hand out. Right. And it's like uh the
0: imagery is very frightening. It is. Very much so. Uh, Michi tells her um Michi tells her she isn't with a smile on her face, but Junko continues that she will keep living alone. Junko moves to to the wall, molding into it, leaving the black smudge of her imprint in the wall. Damn. So like it, it's so interesting because it's just like yeah, not all of them have to commit suicide to kind of right. move on, which is interesting. Oh, excuse me. Michi turns around in shock, inspecting the area for her the area her friend once stood. She starts calling for Junko. The smudge turns into ash, scattering all over the room. While Michi is calling for her friend to not leave her, cut to Michi calling for calling her mom. She picks picks up but doesn't answer her daughter um michi thinks something is wrong and rushes over rushes out of her room but then we jump to Ryuzuke playing a machine in an arcade he looks behind himself noticing that he's all alone in the establishment Mm. he looks around ringing the bell for an employee's attention while doing so someone walks past him and i love it i love how like it's not entirely obvious like it's just and i had to go back because, like, the music doesn't pinpoint to it. It's it's very out of focus. Right. And, like, it, it looks like it doesn't belong. Yeah, and you, it looks you assume it's one of the entities. For right. Sure. Uh, he seems uneasy. Then someone walks behind him. He is about to run away but runs towards the cloaked figure. He stops as the figure starts cl- uh, coming closer until he runs out of the place like a bat out of hell. He is walking <laughs> down the street. Then notices Harue smashing pots to plants. Um... He stops her from, from smashing more, then asks for him to take her with him because she is afraid to be alone. He agrees that he agrees, and they start uh, running to a tram station, and they they like book it. Yeah, and, and it, I don't it understand was why she curious. was breaking
1: those pots too. I don't either yeah it's like, what happened to you <laughs> you know it, it, it's at the same time it's like i'm okay with not getting all of the story but you can see the effects of her mentality going yeah it's like nuts shifting, a little bit right which, it, which is fair for like character development and seeing where she is now but at the same time it's like why? why are you doing this yeah it's like i don't need to know but i kind of want to know no that's fair it's like okay why are you outside yeah, smashing. Where do you pottery? Doing? Why- <laughs> you can be smashing stuff in your own home. Why are you outside? Yeah, it's like, no, is the- this your place? Is this your neighbor that like pissed you off? I need context here. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, okay, stuff is happening. I don't care. Move on. Right. Go to the train. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to like run to the train station.
0: They hop, they hop over the entry gate, catching their breath as they wait for the train. They uh, make it to the train, and Harue, Harue asking where'd they where everyone go. Ryuzuke tells her that uh, he's by her side. Harue places her head on his shoulders, and he embraces it as they fall asleep. The train comes to a stop and the doors open. Riyazuke is confused. Harue claiming that she has to go back. He stops her, even though it was her idea to leave. Right. He stops her, telling her that they've come too far, and he will check with the driver. He asked for her to stay there as um as he goes to check, but she runs out of the train. And I have a theory that the driver just disappeared. I think so too. And
1: yeah. this is the whole thing. They're completely alone on this train. There's right. no one around. There's no one there. The only person that was around was the operator of the train. He's gone. They right. stop in the middle of nowhere because of that. And we, we see that obviously in the law of scenes. Obviously, we saw in the computer lab, which of course they would be the first people to be gone because they're, yeah, they're always connected to the internet. The uh, we, we see, see people in the arcade, which probably would be people who would go on the internet as well, <laughs> completely empty. Uh, but we we see the context like there is no one around anymore. Right,
0: right, and it's it's frightening. Oh, it's sure. frightening. And, yeah. and I think that's that's really telling that like this very much is like about loneliness and just being oh, alone. hundred percent Yeah. And it's just it's and very
1: frightening. The I guess this is my other point where I didn't like in this movie was why she kind of just left.
0: Harue? Um out of the train. Yeah.
1: Why she left the train and went
0: back home. I like I said, I think I think it's an attraction thing. Like I think they're attracted to this stuff. And like I think it it's like once you you dive and, into it.
1: Yeah, I feel like this has something to do, like once everyone's disappeared, they've kind of like joined the network, right? right. Quote unquote of uh, the internet. And now that she has exposure to it, maybe right. she wants to be connected under the quote unquote with the internet type <laughs> of stuff. Um I feel like this is obviously a big symbolism with like the internet and interconnectivity between that and joining that whole new world, essentially, which is kind of crazy to think about. But I yeah, that, yeah that might've been like her motive, I guess. Right. But I was like, dude, you, <laughs> you literally said, I want to go with you. Let's stay together. I'm about to run away from you. And yeah. Be alone. What? Yeah. It's like, okay, I got you movie. I yeah. See you. Cause
0: I, I just think it's, it's just an attraction thing for them. Yeah. Like, I just think they're attracted to it. And, and I think that's why it didn't really work for Riazuke too much because he, fucking hates computers that's a good point and like, a really good point. and like i think everybody else was just more so embracing of computers right the change then exactly
1: Where even him he doesn't want to die he wants to live forever where everyone's right everyone's like, i haven't an, i'm okay loneliness. with this
0: yeah that's, that's true point. uh he runs after her but he can't find her in the foggy field calling for her um Cut to Harue in her room, looking at the videos, all with no people except for one man sitting at a table. She clicks on, the, on that one, and it turns into a man sitting in a chair with a bag on his head. She prints something out, the word saying the Forbidden Room on the page. The man in the chair floats closer to the screen and then takes the bag off, revealing his face, taking a gun, and then shooting himself as Harue gazes at the screen. <laughs> That's I wish crazy. that the guy with the bag on his head was the guy in the library now. Now that, uh, like, I know that that wasn't uh, Yoshizaki, yeah. but whatever. She uh, <laughs> uh, The last bit is printing saying construction materials, red tape she exits out of the screen then it changes to her um sitting in her chair through the door she looks back at the door getting up and cautiously moving closer towards it pushing the door open it filled with darkness she turns on the light but we we don't see anything there harue moves closer the computer screen showing that she is in fact moving closer to whatever is filming her she smiles with tears in her eyes saying that she isn't alone embracing the unseen force with open arms. And this reminds me of She Dies Tomorrow.
1: That's true. Like uh, where they
0: just all embrace this whole concept of them going to die. And it's uh-huh. so fascinating.
1: And that too, actually, yeah, this movie has a lot of correlation with that movie. Yeah. How it spreads
0: too. Exactly. Wow. It's super fascinating. Super fascinating. Wow, a lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, well, I'm thinking, and I was like, oh wow, this is yeah, great
1: companion piece. This is a double feature. Yeah, this will movie. be a great
0: double feature when she dies tomorrow. Great double feature. What a movie, you know? She dies tomorrow. That's a weird one. Yeah, but I, yeah, I enjoy it, it. Love the colors. I love the colors. <laughs> <laughs> Ryuzuke goes to her apartment, ringing the doorbell and banging on the door. He suggests through the door that they should live together and they will never be alone. She doesn't answer him. He breaks into her apartment with the fire extinguisher, running inside looking around for Harue, but she is nowhere to be found. He runs out of, her the, out of her apartment. We cut to a group of people missing on a TV that Riasuke is watching outside someone's house. Walks down the lonely road, stopping to, to break into a vending machine. Meanwhile, Michi is in her car on a bridge. He asks he ask her if she's okay and um, if her car broke down. She agrees. Ryuzuke offers her for her one of the drinks. I was very curious as to what happened. Yeah. Like, I guess she might what I assume <laughs> happened is that she almost hit somebody and they disappeared right in front of her.
1: That'd be great. And there's another I like moment to think that like, that that okay, we have no context, but we have our two main characters meet. Perfect. Love mm. it.
0: Right. That was a big drop of my water. I know that totally caught, <laughs> caught on the <laughs> microphone there. Um, a leak. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> as no. some would say. She agrees. Riazuke offers – uh, excuse me. Then as, asking him if he – if asking him what he's doing there, but he doesn't know. They start having a conversation about the disappearance while enjoying their beverages. They are working on the car um, as they give small talk on what they do for a living. She asks if he has any friends. He claims that he had one. Michi asks about her, uh, Riazuke saying that he doesn't know. That's very interesting that, like, that was his only friend, and he pretty much wanted the internet because he wanted more friends. Right. And that, like, it breaks my heart that that's, like, that's what happened to him, you know? She asked where she is, and all he can say is, somewhere. Fuck! Fuck! You say all right shit, Ryazuke. <laughs> like, you're right, she is somewhere. He tells her to try to start the car and it works. He puts all the tools away into her trunk while sirens come closer. She asks him why um he doesn't look for his friend, saying that he needs to help her and that she will need that she will need help. Or excuse me, and saying that she will help. Uh, they begin driving. Ryuzuke is in the driver's seat. Her serious. Her he seriously mentions that this is the last stop and that they will go as far as they can. They make it to Harue's apartment. Michi looking around for clues. Ryuzuke is in her room looking at the words "help" sprawled all over the wall. Michi, uh, Michi looks out of the window, pointing at an abandoned factory. They head over to the factory, running inside, exploring the corridors. She tells him that if he see if he sees a door with red tape to not go near it he understands and they continue through the behemoth of a factory while walking Michi trips over something and uh, when he asks if she is okay he notices Harue standing on a catwalk with a black, black plastic bag over her head um and it, at that point it was it was kind of funny because it was like well fuck you Miji i see like, yeah, <laughs> like i, I like, see harue right so over there over
1: there um
0: <laughs> i could, see Bay like <laughs> uh, i want to make
1: a quick point about like the, the writing on the wall yeah with the characters and stuff like that that says help and we see a couple instances where the characters will say help too either yeah. over the phone or with like the apparition coming up and saying help several times as well um i feel like this is a great Call back to like dumb being so alone that it's literally a scream for help to have connectivity with other people. And I was Ooh. like, oh wow, it's like
0: I see it. It's literally yeah. written on the wall. Love it. Oh, yeah. that's nice. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And I, I mean, and obviously, I don't I don't speak Japanese or read Japanese, but right. I'm pretty sure the same sprawl of help was on the paper that said the forbidden room because it looked the Possibly. characters look the same. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, they run upstairs but they can't find her Michi finds the uh, roll of red tape handing it to Riazuke uh, she spots Harue walking and holding a gun she gets his attention Harue t- uh, takes the bag off her head calling to him he runs over to her Michi grabbing him to be careful he asks her uh, what's she doing with the gun and for her uh, for them to get out of there together, she questions him and he agrees. She throws the uh, she throws the basket of rolled of roll tape, then shoots herself. And this is so interesting when she shoots herself. like this is more of an editing thing and more of a budget thing in general. Yeah, no blood. No, nothing like nothing, and when she gets picked
1: up, too, you kind of see her entire face, and there's like no wound, no wound. It's like, it's like okay, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. no, like I, I get it, like and it's totally you can a tell budget thing. There is for sure budget issues in this. We'll oh, for have sure, have a big event about to happen, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, doesn't look great, but at the same time, it's like, okay, we got to see how what the severeness is.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, he runs over to her, trying, to, uh, trying the, to phone the ambulance, but it doesn't go through. He picks her up, asking for Michi's help to take, uh, into. Uh, to take her into another area, um, both Michi and Ryazuke are sitting in silence as Harue lays in uh, lays right next to them in a tarp. That's exactly what I want. They head back to uh, to the car. Him saying that he couldn't save her, he places his head on Michi's shoulder, and she runs his uh, she runs uh, excuse me she runs his head his head to the console. Oh. Excuse me. I, I completely wrote that terribly wrong. I'm going re, to re-say this. He places his, ha- his head on Michi's shoulder. She rubs his head to console him. He tries to start the car, but they are out of gas. Ryazuke uh, says that he is going to find gas inside the factory and that he'll, he'll be back. She asks if he's going to be okay staying inside the car. I would, I would have just went with him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The whole point is like, don't be alone. That's the whole problem. Right? Yeah. Like no. Inside, he finds a rig and starts pumping gas into a can. A door uh, behind with red a door behind him with red tape starts to open by itself. He starts putting the gas the gas top of the can, but he drops it and it rolls away inside the room. I'm like, well, there goes that. I'm putting it inside of a car anyway. Right, Don't need it. He goes inside the, the door shutting behind him, but he finds the lid. Um, he hears a voice harshly breathing and then speaking, quote, forever death was eternal loneliness end quote. A blurry looking man begins to appear. Ryozuke tries to leave out of the room, but he's locked inside. The man starts pleading for help, then repeats what he first says. Ryozuke claims that he's not real, shouting that he refuses to acknowledge the being. Shielding his eyes, he turns around slowly. When he opens them, the being is still in the center of the room, staring directly at him. He tries for the door again. He gathers his courage, saying that he's going to catch him, and he will disappear right after he catches him. He runs over to it, and he touches the man touches the man but he is tangible Ryazuke falling to the ground at as as the booming as the booming being speaks yet again quote i am real end quote Fuck. spoopy. He eerily moves closer to him as his body glitches in front of Riazuke. The sound of dial-up fills the room, the being moving closer to Riazuke's face, his face coming into focus. Michi runs inside and in search for Riazuke, noticing the op- noticing that uh, open red door. She doesn't head inside yet upstairs, finding him sitting on the ground, staring at nothing. She asks him if she asks him what it is. Um what it is. <laughs> and he tells her nothing. Getting up, grabbing the can, uh taking her out of the factory. While leaving, there's a black spot on the floor, and we are left with screams. What do you think that black spot is? I think it's Harue. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. No, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, never mind. okay. Yeah. I, think, I, I thought think that he... was like a part of him that like disappeared, but then that, no, that makes no, more no, sense. No, no. Okay. I
0: think he went back up there to uh be with Harue after all of that should happen to not be alone yeah or for her to probably not go alone because how how the being says forever death was eternal loneliness right and they just left her alone pretty much so i think i think he went up there to check on her and i think that's what he was left with because i think that was his first time seeing the black smudge because i don't think he's seen the black smudge yet
1: that's true i don't think so yeah Good point. Yeah, so I yeah. think I think no, that was that's his first sure. time, yeah. and I think
0: when he saw that Good black point. smudge, he probably just stayed there. Was just like, "Fuck, she was right here." Yeah, like what what happened kind of thing, and I think he just stayed there so yeah Yeah. cut to them driving down the bare roads they see uh, some destruction and some dead bodies in their path riazuke falls asleep as michi continues to drive she stops next to the to a bay looking at riazuke as she begins to cry about about it being too much he wakes up asking her about what she is doing she tells him that she went in the room he tells her uh, excuse me. She tells him that he went into the room. He tells her that he did, but he is fine. Michi starts to sob. He weakly tells her not to cry. She asks if he wants to go back and if um if that would make him feel better. Continuing, if if that is what he wants, she will go with him. She tell he tells her no, and to uh, drive as far as uh, far away from this place as possible. This is why I think they have a tra- an attraction to it,
1: right? Because dude. everyone
0: she knows was wanting it to happen. And then when it happened, they were either scared of being alone or or maybe they weren't. Maybe they were accepting. And it was very fascinating. Oh, what a fucking movie. So crazy. Oh man, I love it. She confirms she confirms if that is what he wants. She helps him out of the car, limping to the dock speed boat. Um it doesn't have um it doesn't have keys inside. She gets she gets out of Excuse me. She gets out to head into the building. A plane flies overhead, crashing to a section of the building. Whew! That was two thousand graphics, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> she heads inside of the room filled with ash and burnt skeletal remains. She finds the key, running back to the boat, and they are and uh, they are out there. And, or excuse me, and they are out of there. And it's funny because it's like, sure, let the, let the guy who almost fucking died drive the boat.
1: Right. That's fine. And you can tell that he's not normal anymore, too. Uh, yeah. He's like, he totally, crazy. like,
0: he's seen some shit.
1: Like- uh, <laughs> and it, I, I feel like the scene is kind of fine for what it is. I, I'm not a big fan of the ending, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, just like, oh, this is a lot of conveniences about to happen right now. It's like, sure. Cool. They would go to a dock. There is one boat. Cool. She finds
0: the keys almost right away. Well, gotcha. And, and that's why I said this would have been completely justified if that. Sailor would have been her dad, right? And like, if if, like if that or that captain or whatever you want to call him, sure. If he was her dad, then that one makes so much more sense as to how she knew about the boat, how she knew about the keys, and all this other stuff. It's just like she automatically knew where to go and find those keys inside that building. Yeah, and we had no correlation of her having any knowledge of nautical anything.
1: (laughs) The movies. Obviously, deep layered and yeah. has a lot of stuff, but right. there's a little bit of lack of context as well. I agree. In some scenes, and, and it's I like, think that's fine.
0: I think that justification would have been completely granted if it would have been like dad. Yeah,
1: and I'll say this: the movie still stands pretty strong, and oh, this absolutely. stuff is easily dismissible.
0: But it's like, this is
1: like nitpicking.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah at end. this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm right there with you. Yeah. Like, I definitely nitpicked this as sure. well, and it, it was, it was, it was quite obvious that. Like, okay, we're not going to get all of the facts within this right. storyline. It's
1: actually like, oh, let me look out the window. Oh, there's an abandoned factory. We should go there. That's where all the answers are. Cool. Right. It's like, yeah. It's like, there's just a
0: lot of well, once again, like stuff. I think, too, like, it, it goes back to the attraction. Right. Right. Because, I mean, Michi, Michi that's, that's true. she it could saw be like it multiple people. times. Yeah. Right? I mean, she, she saw it, shit, she saw it three times. Right? Because she saw it so, first yeah. with um, Takuchi- yeah. Then she saw it with Yabe, and then, and then she saw it with her friend Junko, yeah. who literally disappeared right beard run runner. Yeah. So like, I think for her, she also kind of had some minor attraction to it as well, even though she didn't really use the internet. It looked like. Right. So I don't know. Uh, we cut back to the ship with Michi looking at the, at the water, speaking quote, "Death comes to us all. If so, maybe we would have been happier." If we had gone with the rest, but we chose to keep going into the future. End quote. I love that line. I love that line. She looks back at the at the ship captain, following him inside the quarters. He tells her that they will head for Latin America because they are still getting signals there, even though they are weak. And this lets me know they're like, oh, okay, like they're trying to find survivors now, right? That, that's this what's cool. going on which is pretty cool. Um he claims that that they that they have to try even though they are weak su- signals. They will look for survivors and continue getting getting as far as possible. She and it's interesting because it's like as far as possible like what do you mean? Like it doesn't seem like there's much escape. The only escape that sounds like is stop using technology. Like yeah, don't use the internet. And you, you're good. You win. Which I, I kind of
1: like the concept of this too, because it's the internet too. It's literally like a virus. Yeah, a, a computer virus in a way too. Right. And it's uh, it's like oh yeah. It's like you opened the link.
0: Right. Which goes <laughs> stop back, opening the link. <laughs> right. Which goes back to uh, what that student said. Right. Right. Where he was like, it sounds like a hacker. Right. And it, and it, it's interesting because in it's reality, like, the
1: hacker is the different realm coming exactly. In. Yeah.
0: So it's very fascinating. She asks, she asks the man if if she is if she has done the right thing, and he claims that she is she is while patting her shoulder before heading inside. Michi goes downstairs, uh, taking out some clothes and water as she looks over at Ryazuke sitting on the ground, passed out. He's not even passed out; he's fucking dead. He fades to the, uh, to the black mass and, um, as she continues to watch. Then credits. Wow. Well, yeah. Very fascinating, and it, it makes it even more fascinating because it's just like all her friends pretty much died, right? And with uh, almost all in front of her, <laughs> yeah, almost, yeah, seriously. <laughs> with and then Ryazuke here, like her new friend, fucking just dies right in front of her too. Yes. So it's just like in reality, loneliness was the actual key. Yeah. It sounded like like it, it sounded like being alone was what saved her life. Because she didn't, she didn't, I guess, fall prey to this thing.
1: Right. She already had it embraced in her life. I guess. Right. No way.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. What a she, movie. Yeah, I love this flick, dude. Yeah, it's I definitely an interesting
1: one. I don't think if it wasn't for like this podcast, I would watch it. Sure. And it makes me really want to like watch the remade one too. Probably not as good, but it's, I just want a little bit more of this universe and see a little bit more.
0: Details Dude, of it. Yeah, man. Like I I love going back into these in general because like, you know, when we covered like Naroe, for example, yeah. like we weren't fans of that. But at the same time, we, we, found, that we it. found that appreciation sure. behind it.
1: I love the lore. Yeah, exactly. And but I like, love this world building too. I, I would love to see like how the whole world gets affected or something like
0: that. I agree. Yeah, I, w- I would love that. And I think that's what Pulse 2006 was trying to do. Yeah, um, but the but it just didn't it, it didn't. Do you think that right.
1: storyline was at the same time as this storyline? Just in the U.S. Was,
0: perspective, I think it was supposed to be, but so I'm I not to, I sure. It. There was a lot more cell phone usage right. in the 2006 version, from what I remember too. Though. I'm curious
1: if it has the same themes too.
0: It is the themes are very similar, and they're they're obviously since it's. 2006 technology is a tad bit better and it's Wes Craven. So he got a, he got a decent budget. sized budget yeah, for sure. it. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, like the scares were a lot scarier. The, and the ghosts were a lot scarier and stuff like that. And like when, well, it depends. It could be a more
1: scary looking, but I feel th- right. Like yeah. They're this more movie scary. Was,
0: this movie Pretty was creepy. terrifying. Yeah. yeah it was creepy for Definitely, sure
1: gave me some spoopy vibes yeah no that's fair sure. and i i'm pretty sure i've seen the remake of pulse i'm sure you have and i'm pretty sure it did spoop spook me yeah like and and that's the thing because i would remember a movie that would scare me that's that, fair and i feel like i've watched this and i don't even remember it so that's saying a lot
0: yeah that might, <laughs> you might be right but
1: you know what i might appreciate it more now
0: maybe maybe uh, I, I would be interested because like i i am i do want to do a little marathon where, and, and we might actually do this publicly where, where everyone can join in on this um, or do this virtually where we have a marathon of where we watch, do double features, where we watch a... Uh, the
1: originals versus remakes?
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, and only, only for these though. Not, not, yeah. not for anything like, like Nightmare on Elm Street or anything like that. None of that. Yeah. Only for, for Japanese horror and Korean horror and, and Asian horror in general right. being remade in a Western eye because you got Dark Water, which was That's another true. one, yeah. which I actually have never seen the original.
1: I've never seen Ringu, so.
0: Yeah, Ringu as well. Yeah, I'm and, and Ringu's great. I Ringu's heard. fantastic. And, and it's just, it's so many really cool, like, flicks that are out there that I would love to, I would love to experience for sure. But I got a few movie facts for us. Some movie facts? Just some. Just some. Just, some. <laughs> just a tad. Um, did I lose them? I can't find and them. they're Maybe. lost. Nope, here they are. Um, and they're found at around 44 minutes. The shot of a woman leaping off the side of a building is a relative simple co- combination of careful editing, computer graphics, and stunt work. As the di- mm. as the director explains it, a stunt woman was filmed bungee jumping off the rooftop, followed by a dummy dressed in the same clothes. The two shots were then edited together, and the bungee cord digitally do- digitally erased. That's pretty cool.
1: I'm telling you, the star of the movie is the editor.
0: That's fair. That is fair. Um the Japanese title written in kanji it means circuit. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Um a large number of scenes were actually shot through windows. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. 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 <laughs> Uh, <laughs> while Ryazuke is looking at the various people mopping around in some uh, catatonic state via webcam, uh, or moping around in some catatonic state via webcam, there's one man who appears to be sleeping on his desk. He then wakes up, raises his head, and looks straight into the camera facing us. That man is uh, Kurosawa Ki- uh, Kiyoshi, writer and director of the film.
1: That's
0: awesome. I love the little That's cameos. really cool. That's really, really cool. And that's it. That's all the movie facts that I got for you. <laughs> That's all the movie facts. But let us know over on Twitter um, at Nightlight underscore pod or our personal Twitters what you think of this particular movie, Pulse, from 2001. I'm very curious to see like what others think of, of this film because this is a fun one. It's very, very interesting. It's different.
1: Yes. It is very, very different.
0: different. Um, But let us know what you think of Pulse, 2001. But next month, we will be jumping into our aquatic horror month also coined as There's No Planet B. So be kind to your planet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we're trying to partner with a charity for this, but we actually are still going to be posting a charitable place for uh, saving the ocean, um, and we would love it if, you, and very much appreciate it if you donate as well. Um, and we also are going to be donating during this month as well, so we would love it if you can contribute. That would be fantastic. Uh, we weren't able to partner with Oceana or anything like that, but we would love for you to tribute um, or contribute to. A good cause and also saving our planet, right? But we are going to be covering Sea Fever, which I'm very excited for this man across from me to watch. Who, I don't think me? you've seen it.
1: I've never even heard of it.
0: Fuck yes, because this came out. This came out 2019. And I feel like no one has really seen this movie. You said it's called Sea Fever? Sea Fever. Man, I'm swimming with curiosity. Oh my God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. And that corny motherfucker across from me is Freddy. <laughs> Always keeping it spoopy and corny. <laughs> also known as Nighty Night. Our efforts to get our shot is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Rating us with five stars is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone who would actually enjoy it. You can further support the show over on Patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife.com like, but they will okay. by pledging on Patreon you access the show ad-free and as early as Monday with the Post Show Incorporated. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world remember everybody, don't forget your nightlife.